When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. What a weekend it was for combat sports. Any athlete that steps out onto the canvas and gives it all the, their all is special in my eyes. But in particular, this past few days, we have seen some absolute stars. One of them is Northland's own Mia Motu, who had her first taste at an international opponent where she produced a fourth-round stoppage of her competitor from Thailand to take her record to 14-0. Mia is hunting for a chance at a world title bout, and she's on the line with us now. Morena, Mia. Thanks for joining us. Morena. Morena, thank, thank you for you having so... me. No, thank you. I've, I've seen a few of your fights. I wouldn't want to get stuck uh, in front of you, mate. Brutal. But how's, how's everything going? You must be really happy. You only turned pro two years ago. It's all happened so quick. Yeah, no, everything's going awesome. It's happened really fast. Um, we planned to, to have at least 10 fights in a year, and we made it possible. And now mm. we're ready for the bigger thing. Mate, obviously, talk us through last week. Um, you, you had a taste of your first international fighter, and you, you spoke about it. You didn't really want it to stop, but, mate, this was a lot tougher than, than most of the other fights. How were you able to pull through it? Um, it was really good. I had really much fun. I had so much fun. It was. It's, that's where I love being in the ring, and mm. I didn't find it really quite hard. Yeah. It was actually as my training's always harder, and yes, so I did what I needed to do. And she was tough. She was tough. She took a lot of shots, but I came out better and stronger. Yeah, finding those finding those international fighters has been tough. For you, Mia. What uh, what's your plans? I see that you want to fight Sugar Neeks next. Is that is that the ultimate? Yeah, that's the number one goal is to fight Sugar. As we were planned to fight this month in August, but she had other plans, so we had to change it. So we're hoping to fight by the end of the year. But if that doesn't go through, I've already got another offer. I'm fighting in Dubai in November the 26th for another world title. Whoa, Dubai. Take, take us through that. How, how did that all come about? Um, so that happened probably last month. They contacted my coach, Isaac, 
and they offered me the title shot, and we agreed and said yes. Is there, wow. is there a purse there, Mia? Like, what, what, sort of, what sort of purse is it? Like, you're talking about going up to Dubai. We've just seen, obviously, the, the Anthony Joshua um, Usyk fight and stuff like that. In women's boxing, what's the purse like for title shots? Um, it's good. It's depending, like, depending where you're on the ladder. So with the purse is like we can get, like, 15K to start off with, and then it just grows as we collect more titles and the higher we go up the ladder. A title shot, a title shot in Dubai, like, do you, you still, uh, like, the title shots, that's the ultimate as a fighter, and it's come around pretty quick, you've, you've had 14 fights, is that, is that a step two, like, is, are you ready for it, you ready for that moment, you're going to say yes, but what will be needed to, to go over there and plot on the job and get, get that title? Just train hard, I'm ready, I've been ready a long time ago, I know I'm definitely too strong. I've fought women above my weight division. No one's really hurt me and, like, physically hurt me down, like, where I've been in the ring and I've had to try to recover. But, no, I've never been hurt that bad. I've only been hurt by the guys. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not worried. I'm, my camp knows I've been ready. My coach knows I've been ready a long time ago. So now it's time for us to get the big titles. Do you, do you have a like you've 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 obviously fought in different weight classes? Talk about the challenges of that. Do you find that challenging? What what fighting weight do you do you find really suits you? Is your ideal fighting super weight? bantam, yeah. super bantam definitely, as that's the weight that I just fought in the weekend. As I feel way too strong, um, getting hit by people that weight felt really weird. It was like. It just didn't feel like anything because I'm so used to bigger <laughs> girls with bigger punches. Hey, hey, Mia, hey, Mia. So, tell, just tell me a little bit about your upbringing. Like, are you from? You're from Kaitai, eh? You got brothers and sisters. What was your upbringing like? My upbringing was really good. I had an awesome family, a very loving family. We were very. We did everything together. I come from like on in Kaitai. My dad is quite. His family's quite big, and like all my cousins, we're all close. We're really close. We're, you'd think we're brothers and sisters. But my brother, I've got one sister and two brothers, and they're my best friends. I don't really have friends. My friends is my family. I've never needed friends. I've always just had family, and we've been really tight. So I'm lucky I've had such a tight, good family, and they definitely can cook. <laughs> we we yes we always have you always been a scrapper, Mia? Like we growing up, we like you know like back in the day, someone look at you wrong. <laughs> Was it always part of the of the journey? You always wanted to be a fighter? No, I never wanted to be a fighter. <laughs> Definitely not a pro fighter. Like when Isaac turned me pro, um, when I walked into the gym, he was like, "You're going pro," and I was like, "No, I'm not. I'm too scared." I was like, I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. And then all oh. of a sudden, now I love it. Yeah, you sound oh, like you, you. You know who you remind me of? You, you so remind me of Ruben Wiki, the way that you're talking about <laughs> things, because he's that's you know, his conversation is all about that. You know, like I, I just trained hard and 
and this is what I'm doing. Physically, what does your training um, entail, Mia? Like you, you're physically a, a fine specimen. You you fit you fit at the top of your game. But what what mm. sort of training do you do? Just do like a lot of boxing training on the like. Just we do it real old school. We don't have. We've only got bags and a few little odd weights, but everything's done old school. We don't have a machine. The only machine we've got is, um, what's he call those bikes? The um, <laughs> wind bike. Oh, yeah, salt. Yeah, salt, the salt bike. That's salt the bike, only. Yeah. yeah, the only machine we've got in our gym. Everything else is just done through hard work, body weight, and yeah, we don't have anything fancy. <laughs> Oh, those are salt bikes. Those are fancy enough. I'll try to tell you, those things are the death of me. I can't stand them. Not that I use them very often these days. But quickly, just before we let you go, do you, uh, support behind you. Have you got a real uh, nice support network that are supporting you? And, you know, like obviously this boxing and being able to travel, it ain't cheap. So do you feel like you're getting the things needed or, or are you after any assistance to help you, you know, make your dreams come true? No, we're always like... I've just got a, my first sponsor, which is TDMN. They're, they're my first sponsors that I've ever had, and SS Civil Drainage. But otherwise, yeah, we're always constantly looking for sponsors just to help, like, because I would love to bring a world title here to New Zealand, but the expense to bring them here costs so much. And so that's the hardest. Otherwise, I have to go overseas. But I would love to bring a world title and definitely... The only way we can make it happen is by having sponsors, as it costs a lot of money to bring them over here. But the expense um, is a lot. A lot of that is done by my coach himself, Isaac Peach, who tr- just works really hard and tries to find a way to support his fighters. Well, we we love supporting champions and. Uh... Mia, honestly, you're one of them 14 and 0 already, and you're already going to have a title fight over in Dubai. It's a pretty special time for you, and you've already broken Danielle Smith's uh, record for 14 years that she's held, so you're heading in the right direction, and uh, we appreciate you coming on the show. All the best for the next couple of months, and go over there, do the damage, and get the job done, eh? Thank you so much. Nah, we appreciate you, Mia. Mia Motu. She is uh, 14 and 0 already in the junior uh, light division, and she is take, heading over to Dubai to take on uh, the champion over there and get a world title shot. So we appreciate it. Awesome. We're just going to find out. Just getting kids to ask you there who she's fighting in Dubai, and we can um, we can build up to that and give Mia a bit of plat- a bit of a platform making because what a cool person. Honestly, that was so cool. That was so cool and. So focused and driven, you know, just wants to get to the top. I, I read some articles, like when we knew, I knew she was coming on, read some articles about it, and she just wants that title, mate. So mm. um, just hearing, like, old school, you know, just get me in there. We just train. I just so want to fight. Quite like, you think these, this is an art, you know. These people put in the time that it's an, it's an art, and they have to really – but 10 fights in a year, Oof. she probably obviously never gets hit. No, well, what about she what, never if, gets it. what about when Only she ones said, heard her are the boys. I was yeah. like, hey. <laughs> I was laughing. I was like, you know, like this this weight, like <clears throat> it doesn't even hurt. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, God. It's really. Imagine the disrespect day if someone hits her and she laughs. Like, <laughs> here's a little giggle. You guys so angry being the opposition. But, nah, she was good. Um, yeah, 14 and 0, and she's getting a title shot. 
and the cash. Oh, you spoke about the purse. Surely get behind that. And if they do, bring it back to New Zealand, mate. That'll be awesome. Not many option, opportunities to have a title fight back in NZ. Uh, it's pretty cool, Izzy, and I guess where Mare's going to uh, just... she'll, I guess they'll work out pretty quick the difference between professional here and professional overseas, and, and she'll be able to stack mm. herself up pretty quick. Um, but you, you just she's obviously got the spirit for it, and as you guys said, she's so driven. Like, just, you know, I didn't even really want to be a fighter, but now I'm not, all I can think about is it. It's so cool. Seven, mate, oh. I was at City Kickboxing, and I remember watching these two chicks spar, and I'm pretty sure she was one of them. I'm pretty sure. Well, I, was, I was doing an interview for Israel, and I was like standing there watching these two chicks spar, and I was like, wow, man, they were throwing them, eh? And then one was getting hit, but she just walked straight back. I'm pretty sure it was Mia. It was. I was like, man, I don't want to get caught by that. <laughs> he was. <laughs> Scary, bro. <laughs> but a football going on, Kimpy. Yeah, there is, and it's been five long years, but Auckland City Football Club will finally return to the FIFA Club World Cup after winning the Oceana Champions League final last Wednesday. The team beat AS Venus comfortably and then followed it up with a gutsy display on Sunday against Wellington Olympic to punch their ticket to the first ever uh, Chatham Cup final. New Zealand football great turned assistant coach Ivan Vasilic was on the sideline for the historic wins and is with us now to reflect on a wild week for the club. Morning, Ivan. Morning, guys. How's it going? Yeah, really good, mate. How are you this morning? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. Pretty good. Just watching a little bit of football on TV, but um, recovering from a bit of a tough week of football for us. Yeah, what's it feeling like around camp, Ivan? Yeah, really happy, really happy. We've been uh, uh, training hard. It's been uh, approximately nine months now since we started this sort of season. We had a little bit of a break over Christmas and, uh, you know, guys have been working hard, uh, training hard and, you know, getting two big results during the week. The Wednesday victory against Venus was was huge. Uh, We haven't been to a a New Zealand team hasn't been, I think, in four or five years to the Club World Cup. So, you know, massive for our country and also massive for our club to to be back on that uh, uh, platform again. Mate, well, tell us about the enormity of that challenge. Obviously, heading over, you can face like Real Madrid. I'm watching United. I'm a United fan. And Renato, you're on the bench. That's not ideal. But, um, you know, the, the enormity of that challenge when you head over, Auckland City FC taking on the, the big champions, mate. Boys pumped? Are they excited? Nervous? Yeah, really pumped. You know, it's um, it's an extraordinary event. It's the champions of every region around uh, uh, the continents of the world. So you're talking about, as you mentioned, Real Madrid and these top teams. So, look, it takes a few games to get to that position against Real Madrid, but, uh, you know, you're facing against the champions of Asia, uh, Africa, uh, uh, and the host nations. So it's, uh, it's a difficult event, but what's great is it, it gives a platform from the guys to, to perform on the world stage and and enjoy that uh, level of competition, also a level of event. Um, you know, to be back there again, it's a, it's, it's a huge achievement for the team. Mate, we you know football, uh, financially, it's, it's always difficult to try and match it with the big guns, but from obviously making this club championship financially, is, there a, is, is this a positive for the Auckland City FC club? Absolutely. It's a positive for the club, but it's a positive for all the clubs in New Zealand. So the prize money gets mm. divided between all the clubs in New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand football gets a little piece of it, uh, so it's, it doesn't just go to one club, it gets uh, yeah. distributed, there's some sort of mechanism that works, and all the clubs get a little bit of piece of help there, so it's it's a good event for the whole country. I mean, you wouldn't see that uh, 
Man United giving any, any prize money to Liverpool, but uh, <laughs> down here, down under, we have a little we have a little setup that helps all the clubs. And uh, but no, look, it's a very good uh, event, and uh, you know, it's not it's not massive massive money, but it's a, a good little you know jolt in the in the pocket for the for the clubs and and also for the for the country. Mate, how'd that come about? Because, like you said, not 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 often you get people connected and united. But how did that eventuate? Was there just like a meeting, and it just it's always been part of it? Because you, this is the first team in five six years, so has it always been a part of the plan? Yeah, I believe so. I believe it's 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 been part of the plan. Obviously, the clubs have sat down at one stage and, and talked about it, and and that's uh, that's how it's been. So, look, it's uh, mm. as I said, it's good for the country and good for the clubs. So. Yeah, the main thing is is that we're back on the world stage as a club and and yeah. performing and uh, our brands out there and New Zealand players are playing on the world stage. It's a it's a great great thing for a small country like New Zealand. Hey Ivan, what's it like the coaching uh, and especially alongside your your, te- your old teammate Albert? Yeah, Albert's been great. He's uh, he's got a lot of passion. He's played the game for a long time. He's been at our club for a long time. So. Um, you know, we had a little stint there with uh, two or three years with the Wellington Phoenix and did really well. You know, so as a player, he's got some very high quality. So he's, he's come into the role here and, and bring his enthusiasm and passion. And, uh, and the boys have, have really, really clicked. And, yeah, it's good to be, uh, uh, it's good to be there alongside him. Uh, you know, all the staff are working hard hours. So it's a good reward for everyone to, 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 to go to an end. Mate, obviously the club's very strong, but has... Has that been the case because of the last couple of years with, with COVID and, and that situation? Has that encouraged players from overseas to come back and, and you know give their, give their game a go and back in NZ? Have you, have you noticed people coming back from overseas to, to play some football? Uh, probably the other way, to be honest. I mean, I think um, obviously not much travel around those times, but once the... Uh, mm. The good thing about New Zealand players is a lot more are getting overseas. I think the avenues to overseas clubs are a lot easier. Obviously, with the different types of media, there's more coverage of, of players of New Zealand standard. So, you know, we've seen it with the national team. A lot of players are based overseas now. So it's it's, it's heading more that way. Um, you know, the National League in New Zealand change has gone from a, a, a one sort of national league over summer to a, a full-length season which goes from uh, April through to October or sorry April through to December and it incorporates a a regional part three regional parts north central and southern so there's a few changes been happening in NZ but um, you know the good the good thing is our players are are getting better and uh, and for a club like us to to also you know keep performing at this stage is very difficult as you guys would know in sport to to keep doing well is, is very hard people chasing all the time and you know, we, we try to work out and, and, and do a lot of finer detail stuff that that might make that difference. And, and for us, and, and this week it has, it's been uh, it's been a great week uh, for the club. Hey, Ivan, we're just going to head to the penalty spot. What about Manchester, mate? Manchester, Liverpool. They've been copping at Manchester in the media. But what does that say about Liverpool at the moment? Down 1-0. Well, it says that that's football, you know. Uh, Manchester has been copping a bit, but... I think today could be a good day for them to rebound and, uh, and show their fans and supporters that they are a good side and and can actually produce a, a good result. You know, they obviously going up one 0 is a good start, but last ten or fifteen minutes they've they've been under the, under a little bit. But you know, it's going to be an interesting end to it. Obviously, you've got Ronaldo on the bench, so if they need a goal later on, it could be the one. What do you think of that call? 
the right call? Is that just Eric just really stamping his authority on the squad? Yeah, potentially. Look, at the end of the day, that coach is, is putting out the best team he thinks is going to get a result for the uh, for the team they're playing against. Yeah, for sure. Che, we appreciate you coming on, Ivan, and congratulations for your success. Go well at the club championships, and, uh, yeah, hopefully you get the job done. But go over there, have fun, and love what you're doing for the clubs back in New Zealand, mate, uh, helping them uh, create pathways for our next uh, footballers and our next generation. Thank you, mate. Awesome, mate. Thanks, guys. Let's talk some cricket. And just like that, another milestone ticked off for this Black Caps generation that has rewritten the record books and ODI series win in the Caribbean. Yesterday's clinical performance by the Tom Lathan-led side was typical of the way they are won for a long time now. Composed when it counts and explosive when necessary. Laura McGoldrick is a Sky Sports cricketer, presenter. Oh, she does it all, really, let's be honest. She's also been holding the fort down while Guppy has been off scoring runs in the Caribbean. Morena, Laura. Laura, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Good, Morena. Yeah, yeah, no gap. Good one. Good one. Have a lovely time yeah, in the Caribbean. Yeah. All good here. All good here. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, Laura, obviously you, you, you wound him up. You've been winding him up because he looked a bit angry yesterday. He hit one over the, over the roof. Was that you? Well, see, I thought that was so bad, huh? When he said, to him, uh, guys, you've got too many out, outside the circle here. No ball, boom, thanks for coming out of the ground. Um, I was into it. Um, that was probably me going, when you get home, the list of chores is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, Laura, you're not one of those. We're, oh, I said, we're on tour. It ain't a holiday. Obviously, training every day, no PlayStation time. And obviously put it yeah, in the right, work and okay. look at them. Sure, look, sure, I mean, look. sure. Golf active recovery. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but look at them. They're giving the results. Like, in all honesty, Laura, can you, can you tell us about uh, the environment? Like, they've gone away and they've won the T20 Series 3-0. Now they've won the ODIs 2-1. Like, there's obviously a lot going on. Has Guppy spoken about the environment and, and, and what it's like to be a part. Are you able to share anything that you've noticed from the team and how they're getting so much success? Well, I think that they're just a really good team. They've got a lot of talent in there, and I think that they've got... Mm. Um, they seem to just really enjoy playing cricket with each other. And I think, you know, Izzy, that that's what it's all about when you're in a team sport, you know? Um, and it seems like they, they just really all get on and they have a, a mutual respect for each other and, and what each other are capable of doing. And they really um, give you room to back yourself and, and do what you know you can do. And I think that... You know, um, your old mate, um, Baz, was, you'll see with the England side that he's done already, the most dangerous thing Baz could ever do was make you believe in yourself as a player. And that this team has this this belief about themselves. And I think it's really cool. It's, it's, um, I'm very lucky as a sports fan, I get to be around it and be so close to it. And I know Guppy just loves playing cricket for his country. Uh, he loves playing with that group of boys. So um, I think that the results are, are all off the back of them just being a, a great side. Hey, Laura, apart from the, the team cohesion and obviously getting on so well, what, what's impressed you most about the way that they've uh, attacked the ODIs? Uh, I think it's probably the way they went about it. I mean, we forget because we've lived off a diet of test cricket and T20 cricket. They've not played a lot of one day since that horrific one-day final uh, in 2019, which I'll never get over. Uh, but I'm fine now, but I'm not really. 
Um, you know, I think Guppy said that it was since 2019, that was his seventh, the, the first of the series, was his seventh ODI since then. That is not a lot of one-day cricket. Now, I'm one-day cricket is actually my favourite form of the game. I don't know why it always has been. I think it's back to the days at Jade Stadium watching, you know, Chris Harris and Chris Ken. One-day cricket was it. Um, I don't think Kane's even played since the uh, World Cup final. So... Um, the way that they adjusted their games, you know, 50 overs is a long time if you've just been playing 20 over cricket for, for a while. So um, I thought that they did incredibly well. I thought the bowlers, Tim Saudi was amazing in that, in that second game where, it, you know, it didn't look too good mm. early on uh, in, in the start of the second innings. But, um, no, I just think they, they all delivered at different times when they needed to. And that's the thing about a great side, a great team. You always have people stand up when they need to. You're dead right, because we started at six, uh, and it was still going at two in the afternoon, and I was like, wow, usually it's over in three hours, because we're used to the T20, so you kind of forgot about the ODIs and, and you know, 50 over game. Do you, do you feel like it still has a huge importance in the, in the cricketing calendar? I think so. Again, though, though, I'm biased towards it because it was it was the cricket mm. I grew up watching. Um, yeah. I, I really do think so. I, I, I love 50 over cricket. I love that you you know you start in the in the morning and you finish at night, and sometimes there's a few hairy bits in the middle there, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> I, I I personally love it. I'd like to see it taken uh, care of a little bit more. I think the priority has been Test cricket and keeping that alive and doing what they've done so well. I mean, I love test cricket as well and t20 cricket you know inspiring the next generation of players awesome i think probably the time is now to start um looking after the one day game there's another one day world cup next year in india um so there's there's things coming up that um you know i'm sure that lots of people are uh, preparing for to make sure that these one day is stay as they are stay in the calendar so we're talking about preparation. Um, things are looking pretty good going to Australia for the T20 uh, uh, World Cup. You think, um, you know, what we've seen and, and, and the quality that we have, you know, we, we're batting so deep at the moment. We've got a lot of talent. So we, we can go over there and do the job? Well, see, I'm always going to say yes because I absolutely, totally believe that. But um, we have, you know, with the likes of Finn Allen, who had a great tour because they obviously had the European tour uh, prior to the West Indies. It's been great to see what he can do and, and to be given extended chances. Not that he needed the chances, but, you know, playing game after game after game, that makes you, that builds up the confidence as well. So to see the young players coming through, but also still the players like, like I mentioned before, Tim Saudi, Guppy, even they're still doing their jobs. It's great to have the young and, and slightly older, dare I say it, being able to work together because they can all learn so much off each other. And so I think the team is in really good stead, <laughs> Gary's stead, for uh, that World Cup. Uh, I feel really good about that. And I think Australia, um, you know, they're so, I don't know if you saw it, but they've got a bit, they've got a bit with it, with the trophy. They you need were, to get out um, of the house, Laura. I definitely do. I know. That was a terrible dad joke. Um, I, I saw a, a video that Adam Zampa took the T20 World Cup trophy um, for a swim. They put it in a, in a perfect box and they took it to the bottom of the ocean somewhere in Australia. And I was like, oh, this is, this is sad. <laughs> so we need to take that trophy off them. Um, and I'm yeah. looking forward to watching that come October. Geez, it'd be nice to do that. What about Colin Munro? Is he done for good now? I honestly, I, I, I never know. I mean, he's such a talented player, and oh, look, I'd love to see him get a shot. I just don't know. I, I don't know what the conversations have been around it. Um, but you'd have to think maybe, you know, with the emergence of Finnell, and I, I, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know what the thinking is around the planning of the team. Hey, Laura, Louis here. I, here's something that's right in your wheelhouse. 
Um, Joe Schmidt. Yeah. Joe Schmidt. Joe Schmidt, what a what a man, what a human being. Now, for a bit of context, Laura and me did a job a wee while ago and it was the first Irish test and uh, Joe Schmidt was there when he had just taken over the All Blacks because Fozzie had COVID. And Joe just came across like the world's greatest human being, didn't he, Laura? And I just, I know you'll want to take a moment to congratulate him and everyone else that's in his life for, he's, he's the saviour, let's be honest. Oh my God, I just want to see my friend. Like he was just, what a bloke. I mean, I, the stories he told and he was so open and honest and oh look I just what a what a great guy and you could see how players could really respect him and respect what he's about because um he just seemed like a good Kiwi lad you know that's living his dream and there's a lot of respect to be had for that so what a beautiful man well a well, scene with with tact right like they're true happily married by the way <laughs> <laughs> Laura, let's get back on track yes. here. What Sorry. does Razor do? Early in the morning, <laughs> a lot of cricket, a lot, a lot of, a lot of kids. Oh God! What, Boy, they just what does Razor do? Time. Pardon? What does Razor do? You've lost the plot. What does Razor do? Oh, I've completely lost it. I never thought I'd wax lyrical about how much I love Joe Schmidt. I met him for two hours. <laughs> Louis, look what have you done to our guest? You've just really oh, sorry, got it going. You've really thrown me, Louis. I told you that in confidence how much I love the man. You've <laughs> really just blown the cover there. No, that's all right. Look, yeah. I, hey, I'm, I'm there with you. I thought he was just the most unbelievable bloke. But you are, you're a proud Cantab. You're a massive Crusaders fan. We're going to lose Razor overseas? Uh, I, don't, I, I, I don't know. I hope not. But if you were in his situation, what would you do? I mean, the poor bloke, I actually really feel for him. There's, there's not many winners in this situation, but I feel like he's definitely not one of them. I feel, you know, could you imagine being his family right now, seeing all the stuff, all the chat around it? Is he, will he, won't he? Some other poor bloke's got to lose yeah. his job so he can get the job he probably deserved in the first place. I mean, it's not a nice situation for anyone. So I really feel for him. If he needs to go overseas, and maybe that is the best place for him for a while, I don't know. Um, you know, you've got to respect the man. And I just, oh, I don't know. I'm gutted for him. Mm, same here. Same here, Laura. It's, uh, it's a tough old one for, for Razor. And obviously a test match back in his home. Well, his hometown. It's not ideal. But, mate, uh, that's sport. And on sport, Martin Guptill, you've been close to him, mate. Uh, you must be extremely proud. I've seen, a, I've seen some of the other days. He's got the most runs in ODI history. He's top of the top uh, of the T20 world, history. T20. T20 history. T20. Yeah, no, he's, he's pretty good. To say I'm close to him, probably an understatement. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, he's uh, he is a sensational uh, player. Good mm. bloke too, as it turns out. Love him probably a little more than Joe Schmidt. Um, and no, I'm really stoked for him. He deserves all the good things that happen to him, um, and he he works so hard. So uh, I'm in the privileged position. I get to see that all the time. So for those little milestones to be ticked off. Um, although he doesn't make a song and dance about them, I, I'm I'm certainly very proud of him. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about the challenges that athletes have to face, um, you, you know, and and what they have to go through behind closed doors. And you've probably seen a little bit of that, uh, you know, just him going through some difficult times. What are the things you've seen, and maybe you could help athletes out there to overcome like some some. Well, some things that happened that that he didn't really want to happen, like some of the things that you've seen from Guppy and been proud of. 
Well, sport is a, is a funny old thing, and for the most part, you fail more than you succeed, especially in a sport like cricket. So it's all about, I think, the people that you talk to, the, who you choose to confide in, and to not just sit on it and not just let it fester away. You know, everyone knows that you're there because you're good enough to be there, and, and sometimes it's a case of being reminded of that. But I think the more you can talk about how you're feeling, um, the, the better for everyone. And um, I'm incredibly proud of, of obstacles uh, Guppy has overcome. Mm. He's been through some challenging periods of um, struggling for form and then coming back out the other side. Um, but that's because he's worked at it. He's worked really hard. And I think, you know, the longer you play your sport, you'll pick up different tools that help you in different ways. When you get into a little, maybe it's a rut, maybe it's just a bad day. But it's, it's, it's what you do off the back of it. And um, there are so many great people, books, um, that you can read, um, that can help you. But there'll also be people around your sport that you can, I'm sure, reach out to. Um, and I'm, I'm always very proud of Guppy and his ability to ask for help when he needs it. Yeah, beautiful, Lozzie. We appreciate you coming on the show and sharing some insights and, well, supporting the Joe Smiths out there and having your little man Yeah, can we not? Um, Thank maybe, you. Let's not <laughs> maybe let's not send this to Joe, eh? We're just going to promo We're just going to promo it. We're just going to promo yeah, great. it. Great. No, cool. No, Gabble love that. Great. <laughs> hey, thanks so much. Laura McGoldrick talking cricket. Appreciate it. Take care. Thanks so much. Thanks, boys. There she is. Lozzy. And, well, Louie just really making Guppy want to knock on his door. Here we go. LDB 4x4 diesel double can <laughs> ute from 42 990. Save the ute tax with LDV 4x4 diesel double cab ute. From forty two nine hundred and ninety bucks. Let, let me just nail home a clarification here. There's nothing weird about that. Laura and me worked with Joe Schmidt, and we were like, we both came away like, this guy is the world's best bloke. He just told stories about his time in France, his time coaching Ireland, and we were both like, man, he's a super guy. He's going to do wonderful things for the All Blacks. Um, but maybe we just went a bit hard saying how good of a guy he was. <laughs> But no, he's a super dude. I actually, am, I'm actually super stoked for him as well because I don't know if he knew that that's what he was going to end up doing, but. Um, Kimpy, he's there now, and I think they're lucky to have him. Yeah, well, he's all the, you know, I don't know him, never met the man, and, and all of uh, my opinions based on what people are saying about him, and, and I haven't heard one person say a bad thing about Joe Smith, and that's mm. that says a lot about a person. <laughs> oh, I need to go buy me a dartboard now. I'm ready. I'm up. I don't know if I've got the perfect technique. I'll have to give the boys a bit of a hiding when I come back in the studio. But right now, let's talk some darts. The darts are back in town. And we're not talking about the ones Kempi and Kez throw into the wall behind, behind our dartboard in the SCNZ <laughs> office. We're talking about the big dogs and the PDC World Series of Darts Tour competing in the New Zealand Darts Masters this weekend. All of the stars are back in New Zealand, including the champ, one of the greatest darts players to ever walk the planet Earth, Michael Van Gerwen. Morning, Michael. Good morning. How are you doing? Oh, mate, I'm up and about now. Now, I hope this ain't a prank. All of a sudden, it's just come to me. Maybe this is a prank like Steph got. Okay, there he's here. He's the real deal. Michael, how are you finding Aotearoa? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, thanks. You guys? 
Oh, very good, mate. Very good. We, we are. Um, well, we do like to play a little bit of darts every now and then, mate. Uh, but how long is it since you've been back in New Zealand? Oh, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just here now for a few hours. We travelled just there. We have been to tour a bit. So we've been in Townsville. We've been in uh, Wollongong. Uh, and now, yeah, of course, now here in New, Ze- New Zealand. Yeah, but I'm very glad to be back. It's, it's nice. It's, uh, it's been too long. People are tempted again, especially after the corona time. So it's good to be uh, back playing over here. Yeah, Michael, there's a big Dutch contingent down here in New Zealand. Um, and you, have you noticed that when, you go and pl- when you're playing here, that they've got good following? Yeah, it's definitely good following, yeah. Especially uh, uh, when you go have a look in the venue, there's a few thousand people over there. And they really, they really, there's a good, a good atmosphere. There's a good, a good bunch of lads most of the time, and uh, it's nice. Can I ask you about the preparations needed that it takes to to play in a darts tournament? Can you tell us, you know, your training week? Yeah, you know, what does it involve behind the scenes to become a darts athlete? To, to get a darts athlete? Did, did you ever see me? Oh. <laughs> nah, it, it, it. Mate, mate, you're an athlete. Nah, yes, of course. But it's it's uh, how do you feel? I've been playing darts now for twenty, twenty two, twenty three years for a long time, and uh, to to you, you grow into it. It's not like that you become a, a footballer. Yeah, you have to train. I've played so many tournaments in my life. I played. The same as when you're younger and you you you're good at something and you beat kids of this of the same age of just the older you get confidence and so you get better you start to play more tournaments and uh, then when you're uh, for instance now for this tournament the preparation is a lot different than um, for a tournament at home because uh, here there's a lot of travel travel involved uh, media requirements. Uh, uh, practice yourself, but you also want to do a little bit of sightseeing, you know what I mean? So sometimes you, I should practice a little bit more, but yeah, it's also nice to see something of the country. It's not that I'm not coming to this country that often. No, that's right. And yeah, there's plenty to see here. Hey, I always wondered, Michael, you know, like you see the guys standing there and they're having a pint before they're throwing the darts. Like, what is your style? Nah, you like, that, to have, that, that, like, that, like to have a pint or not? Uh, them days are... Nah, them days are gone. That was that's that's still the bit that that the darts has. You know, what I mean, the people the, in the years back there used to have the, the a beer on stage. Where you still could, you, the, even the tournament was sponsored by uh, tobacco companies. Do you know what I mean? So they could you smoke on the stage. But them days are gone now. Uh, of course, there's still of the old guys. There's still some players that that they have a pint before they play, but. It's not illegal, you know. I mean, they have to do what they have to do if they wanna. If they feel they're happy, yeah, it's nice for them. But uh, no, not for me. Mate, what is what is the life of a darts player like? You know, for me, it looks like you're you're a bit of a rock star. You travel the world. You play at these these places where everyone's having a party, having so much fun, mate. Has it for you? Yeah, is yeah, it, is yeah, it very yeah, lucrative? Yeah. That's, that's only that, no. That's only the, what the people see, but that's not how it is. <laughs> The reality is, we also we are go to really fancy places over the world, but we also, we, mm. for, for for instance, we are we also play in Madison Square Gardens uh, in New York. But 
on the other side, we also play at Barnsley in the little town in England. Do you know what I mean? That's how it is. Mm. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, I've always been fascinated. What about the, the money side of things, mate? Is it very lucrative? Has it been very good for you? It depends what's good. Depends <laughs> what's good. It depends how much... Depends, depends how much you want to spend, you know what I mean? Some people are happy with $20,000 a year. Some people need $2 million a year, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You look like the $2 million man for, for me, Michael. <laughs> hey, who would be the person you'd like, most like to beat on the weekend? I need to beat them all, simple as that. I, I did well, I did well in, uh, in Townsville. I, I, I played okay against Simon in... Uh, Somewhere uh, looking um, a ago, but uh, unfortunately I lost that game. So I have to be uh, make sure I play. Uh, I'm on the ball again this week and make sure I do well. Mate, I was reading that Simon Whitlock has been your nemesis. Has been your nemesis. What do you need to do different to beat him? You know, a little something, bring some dark arts or something like that, mate. What do you got? No, lately he's playing well, but. He's lucky short format, you know what I mean? Otherwise, I'll smash him. He knows that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Hey, uh, yeah. quickly, before before we let you go, we've had Big Rob, Big Rig on our show before. He's a Kiwi darts player. Uh, have you been impressed with the, the calibre of, of, of dart players in New Zealand? Yeah, I've, I've played a few in the past, but I can't remember all the names. I've played once. Uh, uh, older guy uh, back in the days but I'm talking now about 16, 17 years ago so uh, his name was Hunt I think yeah well you but just you don't even know him probably no you just remember this name on the darts tour probably next year Tony Kemp okay he's gonna he's gonna come and take it by yeah. the world by I'm, ner- I'm, ner- I'm, 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 ner- I'm nervous now <laughs> hey Michael thanks for joining us this morning on SENZ all the best no worries, mate. all the best for this weekend hope you enjoy our country I know there's a lot of good food down here you'll love that too mince so. and cheese mince and cheese he'll love mate. a pie wouldn't he yeah get into that Oof. if you go and get yourself a pie get a mince and cheese mate you'll love it thanks for joining us Michael yeah, you're welcome, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye. There you go, Michael Van Gerwen, down here with the PDC World Series on tour here in Hamilton. The boys are thinking about going down as getting the van, going down, putting on some costumes. Oh. What do you reckon? Glowbox Arena. What hey. would you dress as? Elton John? Nah, we've got to go as Game of Thrones, mate. I don't know, eh? but it looks like an event I'd love to be. A, love to head to, man. You're seriously genuinely going to go. Uh, yeah, well, the boys have asked. They, they, are, they, they said, they said, you know, do you want to go down there? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm like, mate. I'm a sucker for roadie. Yeah. I am an absolute yeah. sucker for roadie. I'll turn, I'll turn my phone off then. Jeez, I know you on the road. Well, actually, hey, oh, last night, any Game of Thrones fans, so the prequel, the pre-series launched last night. House of the Dragon Ooh. or something like that. I think yeah. it was called. Uh, I watched it. Oh, man. We'll just jump on our dragon's back, fly down to Hamilton, watch My- Michael Van Gerwen scorch the stage. Yeah. That low voice. You actually thought we were pranking you, didn't you, Izzy? Oh, honestly, bro. I was like, oh, no. Is this a staff moment? <laughs> like, well, I'm going to get pranked and this has been set up. I'm gullible, boys. I'm gu- You're never going to get me. I trust you. You're never going to get me. But I thought that was it. When I started reading, I was like, oh. <sighs> Well, we've actually, is this him? 
Because it just, yeah, it was a real deep voice. Wow. Well, I haven't told you who we've got on tomorrow's show yet booked, and I don't know if I should now because you probably won't believe me. But, um, yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo is coming on tomorrow's show. <laughs> oh, man. If you, if you get that, honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll quit. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> Honestly, if you get Cristiano, I'll, I'll walk out and I'll leave. Okay, well, sorry. We have to cancel him now because we need two hosts. Uh, <laughs> it's five, it's eight minutes away from nine. United are leading 2-1. Three seconds to go. Liverpool scratched one back, but I don't think it's going to be enough. Wow, stand up, United fans around the world. They will be so pleased with this. Smithy, not far away here in SCNZ. <laughs> When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.